Thank you for joining us for the Friday edition of Main Thing Radio. Today, you'll be hearing from a friend and mentor to Pastor Robert, Michael Berg. Michael serves as director of YWAM Orlando. them. They placed them in a, a church that had been planted in that refugee camp, and these Muslim men are there, and they're ministering to them until they leave. The next summer, one of our leaders went back to that place with another team and checked in on the 12. You know, to their amazement, they discovered those 12 had led 40 of their friends to Jesus. So now there's 52 in church, and those 52 have invited 100 more friends who are seekers who are also attending the church, all because Some believers said, yes, Jesus, I'll clean bathrooms. It's never easy to lay down your life and sacrifice. However, laying down your life, literally, may be easier than choosing to lay down your hopes, desires, and comforts for someone else. Today, Michael will challenge you to be living a life of daily sacrifice for others. It can draw even the most resistant hearts to Jesus. Now here's Michael with a special Friday edition of Main Thing Radio. They began to talk to her about the importance of life and what Jesus had to say about her life. And as a result, she she decided to not kill herself, and they committed to come back in a couple days. So I I, I wasn't there. I don't remember the exact scenario. But after some time, they came back to talk to her again. And while they're talking, the translator says to Brendan, well, why don't you tell her about a time when you overcome shame? Because, see, she was dealing with the shame of her lifestyle. And she felt so unworthy to receive Jesus. Well, isn't that true of all of us, really? <laughs> it, it's, it's the Lord who makes us worthy. It's the Lord who's, you know, he, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He gave his life for us. So he loved us in spite of our mess. And, but then he doesn't want to leave us that way. He wants to transform us, you know. He, he cleans us up. And I, that's so good. That's so good of him to do that. So Brendan shares something that he was going through, and the woman's sitting on the floor because the, in that culture, you know, it wasn't, it, you know, she sits on the floor because she feels less than the rest. And so he's sitting on the, on the bed, or, you know, any furniture that's there while they're talking to her because it's right for this foreign missionary to sit at a higher level than this gal. And the Lord says to Brendan, why don't you tell her about the woman caught in adultery in the very act? So Brendan, you know, had been kind of thinking about that verse, but didn't necessarily know it word for word, and he sits down on the floor in front of her, and she reaches out and grabs his hands. He came to her level, and he tells the parable of the woman caught in the very act of adultery. She was so moved by the love and acceptance of Jesus, she gives her heart to Jesus. The word of God transformed her life. She went from suicide to salvation because of God's word. God is so extraordinary. What a privilege. What a privilege to follow him. Isn't that amazing? Uh, How can a a young man keep his way pure? By keeping it according to your word. Your word I have treasured in my heart that I may not sin against you. 
we're told as husbands to wash our wives with the water of the word. But you know what? We can wash ourselves. Get immersed in the word of God, and he just kind of cleanses us. He washes us and brings a level of purity, not, not a, a forced purity, but just a natural, authentic living for Jesus, letting the word of God ooze through our pores into the world around us. The third thing we need to do is move in, in the radical love, the adoptive love of Jesus. God, he goes to great lengths. In fact, he tells us in Galatians that, that he adopts us. He, he adopts us in, in this passage. And so he says, but when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. We have a number of people in our community that are either foster caring or adopting people. And you know what? It's messy. It's messy. Because you've got people who've got challenges in their lives, and they bring that baggage into the family. It takes tremendous amount of love to do that. But the Lord doesn't want us, I think that's one application of this, but there's a far more than that. There's adopting the people outside this door. There's adopting people across the globe with the gospel. It's about laying our lives down. And Jesus says to us that greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. And so he, he, the Lord did that for us, but he's calling you and me to do that, isn't he? First John, by this we know that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. Now, it's one thing to, to jump in front of a, a, you know, an oncoming car and push your friend out of the way, and you're dead in a moment. That, that's extraordinary. I don't take anything away from it. But there's something else about living in the daily mess of, of the lives around us as you work with the Lord to see redemption happen. And we're seeing that on outreach. We're seeing that as we do local ministry in Orlando. And you're seeing it outside these doors. You know, one of the things that we saw is uh, in we, those uh, life preservers represent the life preservers thrown off by the Syrian refugees who fled Syria from the torture of ISIS. And they fled into Cyprus and they, uh, and they, they would throw off those life jackets as they got to shore. And when they would first land, they would be just overwhelmed with gratitude that they're still alive. And as they walk off the beach, they throw off the life jackets, and they get interned in a large soccer stadium. And while they're there, initially they're just so vulnerable and so eager to hear truth, but while they're there, the longer they're there, the more they kind of reconsolidate themselves in their Muslim ideology. And they stand firm on that. And our guys were there trying to witness to, the, to these, these Muslim men and women there, and they, were having, they couldn't break in. There was just such a hardness. And so they step back and they go, Dear Jesus, what, what should we do? And when, you, when you're out there sharing your faith and you, you kind of hit a wall, you go, you need to just say, Lord, what should I do? He has strategies that you wouldn't think of. And you'll understand when I tell you the strategy God gave them. God said to them, clean the bathrooms. Kind of like Robert when he came to DTS. He thought it'd be Bible study and stuff. And, you know, so you, you, you go, could that really be you, God? Clean the bathrooms? Now, in this soccer stadium, it was considered unclean for, for these Muslim men to touch any of the, the stuff there. So there was human waste all over those bathrooms. They were disgusting. And the Lord said, clean the bathrooms. So they rolled up their sleeves and cleaned these filthy, feces-covered bathrooms. And when they were done, these Muslims said, wow, you must really love us. Well, so we, we, we do, but, but the reason we do is because the one who loves you most and is the greatest servant of all sent us to tell you about him. Do you mind if we tell you about him? They said, no, that'd be okay. 
And so they begin to tell these people about Jesus, these, these Muslim men about Jesus. Twelve Muslim men give their hearts to Jesus. They're working to disciple them. They place them in a, a church that had been planted in that refugee camp. And these Muslim men are there, and they're ministering to them until they leave. The next summer, one of our leaders went back to that place with another team and checked in on the 12. You know, to their amazement, they discovered those 12 had led 40 of their friends to Jesus. So now there's 52 in church. And those 52 have invited 100 more friends who are seekers who are also attending the church. All because some believers said, yes, Jesus, I'll clean bathrooms. Are we willing to lay our lives down? In fact, you know, in, in Luke 9, 23 and 4, it says, if you want to follow me, you must deny yourself and take up your cross daily. It's a whole different thing to die in a moment than to, lay, to die daily <laughs> as we live our lives for Jesus. God is sending us one of the greatest wave, mission waves on the planet. And it's going to take that to accomplish the Great Commission. It absolutely is. So, but how do you and I get ready? We get ready by making sure our heart is wholly committed to the Lord. And I don't know about you, but the only way I know to do that is go, Dear Jesus, search my heart. Show me if there be any wicked way in me. Psalm 51, create in me a clean heart, O Lord. Renew a, right, a steadfast spirit in me. Those are some, you know, just, just to take time with inventory, asking the Lord, Lord, what are you saying to me about my heart? In my discipleship training school, I, I found there were things that it was being preached about that I knew that I should be convicted by, but I wasn't. It's like oh, no big deal to me. One of my prayers was, Lord, help me hate the things you hate and help me love the things you love. Turn my heart of stone into a heart of flesh. Transform me, Lord. Pray that over yourself. You can lay hands on yourself. Dear Jesus, transform my heart. The places in my heart that have been hardened to your word, turn those, those hard places into soft places that are sensitive to your spirit in every way. And then to be uh, devoted to his word. Just whatever it takes, however you, you do that. Right now, what I'm doing is I'm reading through the Bible, you know, you, the version Bible. I'm listening to it on probably 1.75 speed while I'm reading it. You know, so you can, you can listen to it while you read it with your eyes. If you know what, just do whatever it takes. Do audio. I'm not trying to put a, a burden on you, but just my point is just be creative and, and, and drink in the, word, the living word of, of God through his, his Bible and be committed to not just be hearers of the word but doers. Be committed to saying, okay, here's God's truth. Now I'm going to bring my, my life into alignment. Lord, what is it that I just read that I should be applying to my life? What should I change now that I've read this? And then the idea of saying, God, I'm available to you to live out your radical, adoptive love wherever you lead me. His love is the main thing. His love is the main thing. Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. This verse is from the book of Ecclesiastes, and this is at the very heart of the vision for this special Friday edition of Main Thing Radio. Jesus, Pastor Robert, and his wife Elizabeth, a threefold cord presenting God's Word in a way that will inspire you in your own marriage and walk with God. Pastor Robert's vision is that through this fresh method of approaching God's Word, that husbands and wives will be equipped to face the world on a united front, as one team joined together by God, sharing the light of Jesus Christ with the lost and dying world all around us. Monday through Thursday here on Main Thing Radio, we share messages from worship services at Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. 
but today's message is unique. As you listened today, we're confident that you heard from God through Pastor Robert and Elizabeth. Well, that's all the time we have here for today. On Monday, Pastor Robert will be back with us teaching through God's Word verse by verse. So make plans to join us on Monday right here on Main Thing Radio.